Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my Taste Buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And this week, uh, I'm very sad to tell you all that this, it, it's only me. I'm doing this whole episode all by myself. I have no one on my screen, unfortunately. Um, so I, you're going to have to listen to my boring voice for... The- hey, Tracy, what's up? Oh, Tracy, what are you doing? <laughs> is, this, is this what it's normally like? JD? <laughs> this is weird, man. I don't well, like this. Normally he, normally he has pants on. Yeah, we. this is unusual. Okay, yeah, this give is me weird. one moment. Uh, guys, take over. <laughs> Can you guys introduce our, our guests tonight for a moment? I just gotta, I'll, I'll be over here. Hey, I know it's the bare naked ABCs, but come on. I didn't. We didn't know you guys took it to that level. I mean, yeah, we love them, but we wear clothes most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and you had the pants right there. Yeah. <laughs> do that normally on the naked tracks i thought i was by myself i was comfortable and they were just following their traditions it was only this is why the audience is glad this is an audio only podcast (laughs) (laughs) absolutely it is it is thanksgiving season and you can be thankful for that nice one by the way this is going up before christmas what are you talking about jeff (laughs) oh yeah sorry cut cut that the, you're, what you're, you're breaking say the illusion. Is that this is a gift to them. That <clears throat> okay. Yes. 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 This is a gift to you. This is our gift to you. In other words, like, <laughs> we're all naked. Whether it's uh, oh, so no, something something for no for one. <laughs> I, I need an adult. I, I need a different adult. <laughs> Give the fans what they want. All right. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> We've guessed. Let so who's who's here today, Tracy? Um, we do have two guests here. Uh, you would never guess it by the way we're joking around, but we have yes. with us other people who love to talk Naked <laughs> on a regular basis. Uh, we have Nick and JD who have their own podcast about the Bare Naked Ladies. Guys, do you want to talk about your show? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing always is, first of all, thank you. Like, this is this is super fun. Not only to just, you know, do another podcast, but also to just talk to other diehard Bare Naked Ladies fans, because 
in Nick and I's world, it's the two of us. <laughs> it's just the two of us. <laughs> <Right>. so... <laughs> yeah, we're really excited to join you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Good to have so, you guys here. Thank you. Um, so, uh, yeah, our podcast is Bare Naked Ladies Are Us. Um, we don't have the patience that you guys do. We go album by album and uh, just kind of, you know, talk about the history, talk about the, the tracks themselves. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's been... <laughs> what you call patience, we call insanity. Yeah, I was going to say, that, you, <laughs> you want to keep your vestiges of sanity. <laughs> yeah, we were talking a little bit beforehand and saying, like, we can't imagine doing what you guys do in every episode being like an hour and a half because we have so many songs that we're just like, eh, next one. <laughs> There's no distraction. <laughs> yeah, well, what'd you think of that one? It was good. Next. Dude, we talked about how's the level for an hour. <laughs> I think, well, it's definitely like at least half an hour. Yeah, no, I think it was like it was somewhere in the middle there. You can, you can stretch it out to anything. That's the beauty of it. I, I think it's either we sometimes there's nothing to say. Sometimes Nick's Nick's main point is I really like this song, and then I'll have a few points, and he'll go, "Yeah, I, I still really like it." More often than not, <laughs> and then sometimes twenty minutes later, you're talking about so you're like, "What are we even talking about?" Oh yeah, we're talking about you know crazy ABCs or something like that. So it's and it's it's fun. Nick is definitely the lover out of the two of you guys. Like he he tends to be much more of the like. Like this song, okay? What do you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I think, yeah, I, I, I love these guys to no end. I think they have been there for me, music, you know, in so many ways for so long. However, uh, we did a, we did an episode fairly recently that came out. Um, I guess oh, this is Christmas. It came out ages ago, um, where my wife was on the podcast, and Jeanette um, loves the live <laughs> show. She loves going to the shows, but like just listening to it in the car, she wants to hit me. And so I think some of that has rubbed off on me a little bit. There's one song in particular that we haven't covered yet and you guys haven't covered yet on one of their more, most recent albums that, honestly, it for her, it's torture to listen to that song. And her opinion of it has also rubbed off to me a little bit. So I think it's like she brings me back down, which is good most of the time because otherwise it would be like going to walk on repeat over and over and over. So, And I like that one for the record. So... Yeah, Nick is the lover, and it's a good cop, bad cop thing. It's a good cop, bad cop. Well, and when Jeanette was on, it was really fun to listen to her. Like, things that you absolutely, like, all right, can we go on? Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. It was mind-blowing, and and I think we ended that episode by saying, we've just been doing it wrong. For however many years, I've been with her for for eight years, and I've just, like, I've been showing her all of the wrong songs. The ones that I love the most are the ones that she doesn't like and the ones that i dislike she really enjoyed yeah um it was we did what did we do me or men with her nick was it me we did me. so the biggest example for me was everything had changed which i just thought yeah. was really kind of bland there wasn't much going on it was sparse but like not in a in a in a interesting way to me and she just it was one of her favorite songs on the album and that was just one of those like i don't what am what what's been going wrong here so really yeah. That's a, Everything yeah, that's that was not the big popular song on the album, she mm-hmm. was like, I love the song. Yeah, I've yeah. <laughs> yeah, the few that we critiqued were the ones that... <laughs> that she just adored, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but you guys... So it's a new perspective. So as people will see tonight, luckily, because, I mean, it's wonderful. But speaking of, like, it, it you know, never doing it right, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about tonight's song. Um, <laughs> as, you, as you probably already know, um, going into... <laughs> The jokes that we've made so far, the warning 
turn this off if you've got kids in the car because this is not going to be a clean podcast. Uh, the clean and neither will we be. <laughs> I've got so my, I've got twins that are six weeks old today, so I'm still in that lull where Kid, nothing no. goes. Yeah, right. I can say whatever. They can both be in here, <laughs> and maybe there'll be some subtle effects. Yeah, best. Okay, that, that's a stretch. Sure, right, right. <laughs> maybe down the road, years from now, they'll have some psychological things that they can't explain. But at least in the short term, we're, we're fine. <laughs> Pretty good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I have a two-year-old. I have a two-year-old too, so we can still get away with a little bit. <laughs> so, if you haven't picked up on any of the jokes that we've been talking about, tonight's song is "It's Only Me," but you might know it as another song uh, called "The Wizard of Magic Land." And if you've never heard this song before, this is a deep, deep cut. Aaron, give us our our intro. There, it's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. And if you've never heard this one before, here's a quick snippet. Speaking as a guy who's really got it going on, it's only natural. It's only me. So they record. That was the fastest I've ever gone. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Lucky you. And the joke. <laughs> Yeah, I heard you play Atari really fast. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Oh, yeah. I've got needs like any other man. Urge I can't withstand. Joystick is in my hand. Stretched out and now I'm on my couch in my boxers like this. Let's get it on. Let's begin it. All my friends say my addiction's dumb. Gonna get me some, got these blisters on my thumbs And all of this back and forth has got me stroking like it's a decathlon Gotta win it. So, so do you play more like playing like Pitfall or you play more like E.T.? Oh god, E.T. Uh, decathlon, dude. <laughs> all the back and forth. <laughs> Gestures people don't see. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this song was recorded in the spring before Disc 1 came out. When Kevin first heard this riff, he just started singing I Am the Wizard of Magicland for no apparent reason, which is where the subtitle comes from. Yeah. <laughs> they loved getting their ter manager, Terry, to have to say the Wizard of Magicland over and over again. So they decided that that was what they were going to label this song, <laughs> but they keep It's Only Me as well, so that's why it's in parentheses. That just sounds like the most Kevin thing, too, to just start saying, like, the first thing that comes to his head is I am the Wizard of Magic yeah, Land, and they're like, that. run with it, go for it. <laughs> One of the things I love is, like, when they play this live, they actually do finish off the song with I am the Wizard of Magic Land but it's, it's wonderful. And it fits. Them do it. It's like, yes, finally, we get the law. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard that whole song, like a, a song called Wizard of Magic Land. That would be intriguing. Yeah, I'm glad to know that because I, I listened to a couple live versions and was like, all right, well, I, I, there's the title, but what yeah. the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> do we want to jump into what this song means? We should... <laughs> Probably should. By the way, this do we oh, do we want to go there? Before we do, the only thing that I want to say is like this is our first time chatting with you guys, and I don't want anyone listening to think that like we picked this song because of its topic. <laughs> like it's not like we gotta find that song. No, that is that is the one we yeah, have to do. It was honestly. 
when we picked it, I I didn't even know. I did not pick up on it until afterwards. <laughs> Don't listen. These guys these guys fought for this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> pull you out from underneath that bus that Nick just yeah, threw. Right. <laughs> there are literally bio bodies of, of, of possible guests piled up outside the studio right now mm-hmm. that they went through to get this gig. Yeah, and we did what we had to do to get what we wanted. I mean, that's, that's you know, just kind of how we live hey. our lives. Our motto. That's how no, we, we picked it because we you know we're doing the studio albums and we do plan to probably do kind of like a bits and pieces episode at the end of the whole series. Um, again, not even doing all of the stuff that you guys do, just kind of like the, the big hits. Um, or the, the big, now I thought, now I thought I was saying, oh yeah. So we picked this one because it's on disc one. <laughs> and, and we're like, well, we're not going to cover that in the studio album. So I just, I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Like I said, we weren't chomping at the bits to get this podcast, this after the song. It was like, oh, we're not going to cover that one. It'll be a perfect one. And then, and then, yeah, talking later, we were like, what do we do? Like, what? It, it was a good time. And I would just have to say, like, this song was just handy. Oh, geez. And frankly, for me, it's personal. You know, there's, there's a lot of me in it. So. <laughs> not a golf clap. That re- that's a full clap on that one. <laughs> That, that song comes with a full clap. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so who's going to point out the elephant in the room? What is this song about, guys? It's about one self-love and self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I know that everyone online says this song is about masturbation. And it is. Steven even says it is. But I think it's a lot more than that, too. Like, he, he talks about how this song is about self-love. And I think that that more encompasses what this song really is about i mean there's some Mm -hmm. really important lines in here that that talks a lot about the importance of loving yourself and who you are such as never put others above you i don't think he's saying like screw them don't let them get off i think he's saying like no like you need to love yourself Mm -hmm. dude we interpreted that line totally different that's not how I interpret that line. Are you talking outside of outside of the self-love part of it? Because I also, I feel like that bridge carries a different, or I don't know if you call it a bridge, but carries a bit of a darker tone to the rest of the song. Because I kind of agree. I don't. I didn't get that self-love from it. I get like a bit of a darker, like cloud hanging over it. Yeah, I get, I get, I get an innuendo there. I mean, there was a, um, a lot of my friends at the time that uh, Eat, Pray, Love came out, um, really popular book. Mm-hmm. And then there was a movie and everything. Um, I knew a lot of uh, um, people, especially women, that were going through like some rough breakups. And there's a line in that book that they kept telling me, which was, um, if you want to get over someone, get under someone else. And so when I hear the bridge this song, that's what I think about. You know, never put someone above you. I took it in the sexual way. <laughs> there's a lot of innuendo, like, definitely. Yeah, that, that's how I took it. But I mean, it's nice to take it as the positive way, but... I thought it was Steve being very sly and just sneaking in a little bit of a, a naughty joke there. Oh, I, I think he is, but I think there's also an underlying also like you should love yourself, not just necessarily sure, yeah. that way, but you really I, I take that line specifically as like you need to really put yourself first and love yourself first. And, and I think also he's kind of saying that with the R-E-S-P-C-T line, you know, give me you know, that's going back to the 60s. That's going back to the right. nice little callback. And that song is not <laughs> about self 
<laughs> um, at least I've never taken that song as about self love. And so I, I let's get a wreath on the show or Oscar. <laughs> You guys got connections. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, wow. <laughs> Aretha, you know we love you. Come on the show, please. We get Harlan Williams. We can get Aretha Franklin. That's the next Shh. logical step. <laughs> we will show you R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Please come on the show. <laughs> we, we won't talk about that song that you did with George Michael. <laughs> Wow, dude. <laughs> and the respect's already out the window. Yeah, right. <laughs> In record time. We'll, we'll respect you, but also... Oh, Aretha just turned us off. Thanks, man. <laughs> so close. No, we were never close. Let's, let's... <laughs> I had about as much luck as getting it. Never mind, I'm not going to go there. As Jeff pointed out to me last week when I made a really big error in my note-taking for some silly reason, this, this is the song that, interestingly enough, was on the NHL 2002 video game um, for the game-winning cutscene songs. This one? I know. That's <laughs> So much so that I cannot hear this song start without hearing a spectator or, an, or a commentator go, Ladies and gentlemen, you're Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> I, I mean, Jersey Devils. if you if you took away the lyrical content, I could kind of get it. It's like a it's a straightforward power pop rocker, and it's like it's a, get the crowd I pumped and everything. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah. I could just picture if that was played in an actual hockey game, people being like, "Yeah," and then they're listening to the lyrics, like, "Wait, what? <laughs> what are we cheering for?" <laughs> That's the goal. This is a hockey game, song. right? <laughs> they play it every single time that you get an unassisted goal. <laughs> Makes me kind of want to look the Urban Dictionary definition of icing up now. Oh, well, there's a bunch of guys playing with their sticks. <laughs> um, by the way, this did make the list of the top ten pop songs you never knew were about masturbation. Along with Shebop, I'm yep. sure. <laughs> so Shebop on there. Shebop is not on there. I <laughs> Does everyone know that song is about masturbation, I guess, now? I mean, uh, you're not saying mm bop, right? <laughs> no, Sheba. Okay. Cindy Lauper. Oh, okay. No, I don't think Mbop is about masturbation. I'm I didn't sure. either, and if you were about to tell me it was, a lot was going to change in my life. That would be disturbing, given, you know, the ages right. of the Hanson brothers right. at the time. <laughs> but, uh, and the other song that's not on this list is by the Divinals. Touch Myself is not on that list. But everyone knows that's what that's about. That's true, but everyone... You know what that song's about. Too. I mean, it's never... 
<laughs> the mystery. <laughs> you listen to that and there's it literally starts with the line I love myself. Well, I mean it's there's no mystery in that song. <laughs> and if you look at I mean you look at the list again, and the other one is that more recent one um by Haley Steinfeld, Love Myself, which again, mm-hmm. the clue is in the title. They're not really con- she's not concealing what she's talking about all too too well there. No. <laughs> None of, I mean a lot of these so I, are, are like <clears throat> not really concealed. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I didn't I didn't uh, see so the list though. Is turning Japanese on there? Nope. Because they've Okay, yeah, no, but they've confirmed. said they have they have said that's not about masturbation. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> the band has said over and over it's not about masturbation. <laughs> Even though everyone thinks it is. <laughs> well, another song on there is I Don't Need No Man by the Pussycat Dolls. I mean <laughs> there's not much left to the imagination on that one either. It's pretty Atari on there? Which one? It should be. Playing Atari? It should be. Is, is that on there? Playing Atari did not make it out of that list. I think everyone knows what that song is. Everyone knows that one? Okay. Sorry. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug for the guests, by the way. I put an album out last year of parody songs, and I have a song in there called Playing Atari, and it is most certainly about masturbation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, was going to say, our, our own It Jeff. literally is four minutes of, of Atari masturbation <laughs> yeah I, I, I you'll have to drop I, us the link afterward because it hasn't come up in well, yeah, 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 it's, great. it's great you guys should search it's on soundcloud uh it's in the modern dance sort of style uh i i particularly appreciated the pole position pun <laughs> it's it's a it's a parody of uh sorry sorry not sorry yeah. by demi lovato yeah, yeah. Um, now, but the pole position joke, I'm pretty proud of. Jeff, actually. Jeff yeah. yeah, that was my favorite lyric. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Doctor Demento has been off the radio for a while, but I also think he still does a weekly show online every week. I've actually been on a show. Oh, I was going to suggest you reach out to him. That's that's amazing. No, he he still streams. He yeah. still streams uh, weekly, and and a bunch of my songs have been I, on there, including my. I own. remember staying up way too late when I was a kid listening to Doctor Demento on my crappy uh, '90s radio. And waking my dad up a few times from laughing so hard from all the way across the house, and then he was very upset about that. <laughs> but it was it was worth it. No, he still does his year end countdown, and um, this is totally not about me, but I'm going to make it about me. But in 2019, uh, my song "Tickets for Weird Out in Sarasota" was the number 12th requested song. Nice! Wow! Very cool. <laughs> hey guys, did you hear? That? It was the sound of a no. train way off. Track. <laughs> Not my fault. He brought it up. Coming from you, Tracy? Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. What are we talk- Jeff is the one that brings us off track. I make the bad puns. That's my job. I'm sorry. What were we talking about, jerking off? Stop calling me a jerk. <laughs> Shameless self-promotion or self-manipulation? <laughs> get a hand on it. Let's get a grip on oh, it. Right, let's do this. All right. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, I, I don't think... That, we really need to go over what the song's about more, but I, I do love all the innuendo that's in this song. It's about Serbian economics. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've dug deep. Serving correct. Your stuff would be the correct word after that. Um, no, I, I just, I love all the innuendos. I love all the puns that they have. I mean, I'm a big pun person anyways, but I love that I can listen to this in the car and not have the kids have any idea what this song is about. Um, mm. It's wonderful. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a mic drop. That was Tracy's stupid <laughs> silence. No, I I agree with you. Uh, I just I didn't know if the guests wanted to talk first before I rambled. Because you know, because I've already told you, Tracy, I'm going to ramble about this song for one very specific reason. Oh. So I'm going to wait. 
I liked reading all the comments. Like, I I agree that I like the subtle, like, maybe you can take it as more self-care type stuff. And I loved reading some comments online. Like, one in particular was, like, going on about how, oh, I was, like, it made me a huge BNL fan. Like, it just makes me think I just, like, need to put myself first in life. And then the next thing was, like, uh... You realize. It's about masturbation. Even <laughs> <in the answer. laughs> well, I, I think there is, there is... I just love that back and forth. <laughs> There is a potential for something else in there. I mean, uh, it sure. kind of reminded me of a quote from Harry Dean Stanton, uh, the character actor who I always remember from Alien. But uh, he, he made a post a while back about how he's living alone, and that's probably for the best. <laughs> and it just always it always made me think, yeah, some people just kind of want to just chill and, and be, be, be themselves and just be by themselves. So uh, that's fine. <laughs> Dean Stanton going to appreciate you bringing up his name in this discussion. <laughs> Harry Dean Stanton, we know you listen. Come on the show. I'd love to talk to you about Alien or any of the other wonderful films you've been. Oh, great! I would too. Yeah, yeah. He's he's good. <laughs> All attention is good attention. You love about masturbating? I mean, I didn't say that, but anything. If he he can talk about anything, man. If he brings it if up, Harry Dean Stanton wants to come on our show, he can talk about anything. I don't care. We're not gonna stop you heard it here, folks. First, folks, we're we giving Harry Dean Sand the license to get get nuts. <laughs> and Aretha Franklin. And Aretha Franklin. You want to come on? Is she still listening? She's still listening. She loves us. <laughs> Aretha, you want to come on? Reading her comments about the show is always make fun. Yeah, mind. yeah. Come on, talk to her about being on uh, Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if these are the Aretha jokes are going to stay in, but just for the record, I freaking love Aretha Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> love Aretha. Yeah, huge talent. She's an up and comer. She's, she's gonna. Be yeah, have you kids heard of this Aretha Franklin lady? Keep your eyes on her. She's going places. I did. I did. I until more recently than I'd like to admit, continue to accidentally call her Urethra Franklin just because the words sound too close. Yeah, and it was never anything negative. It was just I'd say it. And Jeanette would look at me and go Urethra. Like, like, <laughs> That's a very I'm always very artist. careful talking about her. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, if we haven't lost her before now. <laughs> oh, but Urethra Franklin, you are also welcome to come on the show and talk no, about never... your career as a urologist. Urethra, urethra, yeah. <laughs> Why is it that people that are that are named like that always? I think we just got our rating scale for the day. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this will be on zero to five urethras. I'm telling you right. If something else comes up. Well, actually, it's the cleanest thing that I think we could probably rate this on. <laughs> <laughs> that direction. <laughs> um, all right. So I have to ask you guys, what's your favorite line in this song? <clears throat> With our guest first. What do, you, what do you guys like for the best line? Nick? Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I like. I really like the. I thought I was using me to get to you, <laughs> not mm-hmm. not necessarily yeah. an innuendo, but I like the the flip of that common like saying. Yeah, <laughs> I love the. Um, I love. I, I don't know why of, of all the lyrics in the song, but I love the parking lot or the parking spot lines. Yeah, like it's just such a <laughs> relatable yeah. humble brag, and <laughs> also like, I think it kind of really sets the tone for the character. Like what kind of person he is, like 
he's the guy who he know don't worry he knows where to park like he's got this and and so yeah i've always loved that that those couple lines there um to be more specific i take it from a fella who's been around the block so many times he knows the only parking spot that's free it's only <laughs> be helpful to have them in portland <laughs> I bet. it's impossible to find parking in portland <laughs> Uh, well i have two i guess that's cheating but i don't care uh they say you'll never love another till you love yourself well brother i'm in love with everyone i see really made me laugh the first time i heard this and but i i do think i don't know who knows me half as well as me when you think about the word no in the biblical sense is really funny i like that that's actually good that's good yes what about you Uh, well, I'm glad I picked it back up because Aaron got one of mine. Uh, one of my favorites are the uh, "You'll never love, love another till you love yourself." Uh, well, brother, I'm in love with everyone I see. Definitely up there because that is a really funny line. I do love what he says. I'd save on my wedding ring, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have to say that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, there's a lot of really good zingers in this one, especially when you know what the song is about. <laughs> and I save on a wedding ring has to be a, a big one for me. But we also have to look at that. I'm the me in monogamy. That is a good line. Yeah, that was, yes. a, that was a contender. Yeah, good. Like, <clears throat> put Steve like nicely put. Mm-hmm. And that's what? one of those. Like, maybe this is just like having my blinders on. That's one of those lines that, like, I don't think anyone does like BNL does. Like, they have so many good singers like that. And for I mean, even the past couple of albums, I don't know other bands who who really can just like throw them out there like that and it's it's that clever, it's that clever word play. yeah yeah right yeah ben folds is up there too he has a lot of that yeah. as well but um, that's yeah very true. i right. love that sort of sometimes like self self-effacing turn like wit i love that stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah well i put the me in monogamy i think i mentioned this last week because you guys were sort of not so subtly dropping hints that this song had a very particular topic in mind <laughs> but it, it reminds me of that line by uh, Woody Allen. It's not masturbation. It's sex with someone I love. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask you, Aaron, at what point did you pick up on, on what the song was really about? Well, you you, you guys pretty much kind of uh, you kind of showed the hand. Uh, because, I mean, I, I listened to playing Atari immediately after that podcast, and I loved it. So I immediately knew what I was in for here. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it just, um, it was interesting, because it, it wasn't really what I was expecting musically, or even necessarily lyrically. I think it, um, it was pretty clever, you know, I think that uh, it, it's not like a gross song, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's... it's, it's Unlike playing Atari. Is- <laughs> well, playing Atari, it's so funny, because I don't know if we were recording, but when we were starting the podcast, we Jeff has said he was not really, really subtle, he's not a subtle guy, <laughs> when you compare the two, yeah. His is a lot more uh, direct with it, but they're both they're both really funny and they're both really clever in their own ways. If you want to go completely not direct, talk to me by Stephen Lynch is. It, there's no doubt about what's going on in that. Oh song. yeah, yeah. He pretty much says it. <laughs> he builds up into it like he's subtle up to the up to the joke, but yeah, and and definitely one of his best songs. By the way. <laughs> now, what I think is absolutely hilarious is how much they are really coy and using the innuendo in this song. When we talked about a song just a few weeks ago with In the Car, where there was, like, it was a lot more innocent, but he didn't beat around the bush, so to speak. (laughs) Really direct. 
Well, and it's weird too. I what's the, uh, I know on Born in a Pirate Ship. That's three songs now in their catalog where they get pretty direct, or well, pretty direct or stuff. That's two songs about masturbation. I'll put it that way. There, that's, there's two songs in right. one band's repertoire about <laughs> masturbation, which is n- n- on average two more than you would expect from a band. So well, you read what you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. In the drink, not what that song's about either. So yeah, they, they, uh, I would have loved to have I would have loved to have JD and Nick on in the drink actually too. I'd be curious to see what. <laughs> yeah, you guys gotta come on again. Uh, when you guys do your second um, your second run through, we'll come through. Yeah, that one. The, sec- oh, the second run through, oh. I'll be dead. <laughs> um, so eyes. Uh, Tracy mentioned Stephen Lynch. There's uh, there's a comedian musician named Henry Phillips. I can't remember the name of the song, but it was I think I did hear it on Doctor Demento. And uh, he used, it was basically the entire lyrics of the song were just various uh, euphemisms for, you know, beating the bishop, chafing the carrot and all that. Um, But my favorite line was from the bridge where he said, my favorite pastime alleviates stress and helps to build up one hand coordination. (laughs) (laughs) Developing skills. Yeah. Drove Jeff away. (laughs) Jeff, yeah, Jeff just 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 left. He was uh, he was too offended. <laughs> so was it just me then who didn't pick up on it right away? I mean, uh, let me just, let me say this: my first Bare Naked Ladies album ever was disc one. So songs like this and um, Get in Line were because they were on their greatest hits. I assumed were big hits because they, it was on their greatest hits. So. When I was first listening to it, I did not get it. When we chose this song, and then I listened to it in the beginning of like that phase, I was like, "Oh, I missed this a decade ago. <laughs> like this was not what I thought it was." If it makes you feel better, Nick, that, I was yeah. I was totally going into this knowing uh, uh, because of uh, Jeff okay. and Tracy. <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have picked. I mean, I'm probably after a few listens, we have to listen to this like ten, twenty times at least to break it down mm-hmm. and everything, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's subtle enough, and that's what I like about it, is it's subtle enough that if you're not looking for it, you might not catch it, certainly the first time around. Uh, but I, the repetition... And I was right with... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was right with JD, where, mm. like, I've listened to it plenty of times before prepping for this, but then as soon as I started <laughs> prepping and, like, actually looking into, thinking about what the lyrics mean, that it was pretty obvious, but <laughs> before I had no idea. Well, and it's one of those like- songs of a rocker that you don't you probably don't really think much about the mm-hmm. lyrics when you're listening to it mm-hmm. and and we'll get to it in a moment um but but steven's voice also really carries this song uh, before we get to that though i, w- I want to go back real quick and, and hit on something that you were saying jd the the only place you find this is on disc one their greatest hits mm-hmm. And it's odd because this was not a greatest hit. There's three songs on here that were not hits at all. This was like pretty much the only place that you could get it, which is why the the only reason why for a long time I actually owned the CD because I already had most of their greatest hits by that point. Anyways, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to bother that. I saw like get in line this Mm -hmm. one. And thanks. That was, was on the list. Now I have have those. Right. Which was probably, yeah. Like, okay, we'll get people to buy this thing. At least it's three or four, not just one. 
In fairness, it is worth the purchase for those three songs, I would say. Definitely. Because those are three really Agreed. great songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they so, are, and that's the thing. For Like I said, I just assumed they were hits because they're at the same level as almost every other song on on the on the greatest hits, so I was like that one, um, and then you get in line again is more upbeat. I, I just assumed that they were they were they were hits because they sound like sometimes. I mean, I know the the first thing that comes to mind is the Killers. They when they did their greatest hits, they put two bonus tracks on. One I love, and one is like, yeah, no, like not worth buying the CD just for this. But this is they're all up to par, which is I guess rare for for these sort of tracks. Well, and they did, it wasn't a bonus track. They didn't put it in the, at the very end of yeah. the CD. It's mixed into the middle. <laughs> that did become a pattern for a while, though. And I know I know a lot of uh, uh, musical artists were kind of separated on that, the idea of putting new stuff on a Greatest Hits album. But for there was a trend for a while. I don't know if that still happens now, if there's even really a Greatest Hits album. But um, there was a period where that was a pretty common thing, to put new stuff onto a Greatest Hits album. Um. And I know it divided a lot of people if that was, you know, something you should do as a mm-hmm. cash grab or, you know, how it would be seen. Well, and these days, if they do it, you'll just download the <clears throat> song instead of the whole album, most likely. Mm-hmm. But back then, the only way to get it was to actually buy the physical mm-hmm. disc. Oh, we were talking about that with uh, Me and Men, just with the weird releases they did um, for so many. Like, you know, like I, I remember Nick pointed out that like FYE. Had some had like a specific version or something, and it's like, are you serious? But like, you know, yeah. Target versions, iTunes versions, all, everything. Oh yeah, they released it, like a whole bunch of different songs only on specific versions, and you had mm-hmm. to go up and spe- find them. Yeah, like and a really sad scavenger hunt. And then if you wanted the acoustic track, you had to buy that. You had to buy the double disc early on, and they would then give you the the acoustic disc in an extra. <laughs> Perfect makes perfect a great business move. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just thought of a fun idea though. I think my next album is actually gonna be called Greatest Hits. And it's gonna be all new songs. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were boom at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to what I was saying earlier, like I think to switch kind of over to the music piece, and we'll have Aaron kind of give us his breakdown in a moment. I think I think Steven's voice in this song is treated almost like another instrument. Like Yes. And there's not a whole lot of backing on this one. I mean, there's a little bit on the chorus and the bridge, but it's pretty much just straight Steven all the way through. Wait, are you um, it's only him? Yeah, pretty much only him. Yeah, that makes, okay, makes sense. <laughs> it's a good move, actually. No, I, but vocally, I would say, I mean, this... One of his best performances, I think, vocally. It, it's yeah. a really solid uh, well, level he's taken this to. And I, I'm not accusing him of, of auto-tuning, because I don't think he ever <laughs> needs it. But, like, I've got the, you know, when they did the tour, they released every show for every for the Everything Everyone tour. I've got the recording of from Atlanta when they played this song, and he can't get up there quite as well as he can in the studio recording. Like, he's kind of, like, the It's Only Natural, but, like, a whole octave higher. He's straining for that, but he can still he can still do it. It's just shocking that he can hit all that stuff, almost like like that. It's really annoying, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like a lot of those vocal leaps in the melody. Those are really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Aaron, will you give us your breakdown? All righty, let's. It's time for a breakdown. Break it down. <laughs> so, it's only me was recorded at approximately 160 beats per minute. I don't think they used a click track because it's sort of 
waivers, but they stay really solid. So I was I was torn on whether or not I think they actually used a, a metronome, but I don't think they did. They I, I don't think be there was only one album where they really stuck closely to the metronome, and that was their second album, um, and that was because. Ben Mink forced Tyler to have to stick to a metronome. Uh, that, man. Said he does not like that experience. I'm so sorry that it happened to you, Tyler. When I was in music school, I had a professor whose group I was in as part of a class, and he would set a metronome right next to my drum set and have it playing at like 150 decibels, and it just like crushed my soul. <laughs> like, come on, man. I want to kind of be loose with it. It's a jazz school, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, it was recorded approximately 160 beats per minute in the key of E major. Uh, very simple song. Very simple. Uh, just based around, it's more or less a three-chord song for the most part. Um, verse one is E to A to B. Um, so you have basically a one, four, five. Uh, the, the interesting thing about the verses is that the first time around the verse changes, it's standard, like, four bars on the E chord, and then it, it goes A, B, E. Uh, to result. But the second time, they actually add a couple of bars. So you have E, and it sits on E for six bars. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting. Uh, it, it adds a little bit of a... not. It's not. I wouldn't call it like prog rock, but it adds a little kind of interesting uh, flair to it. Uh, and I'm wondering if that's programmatic, because it really seems like maybe... Um, you know, you could call uh, someone intentionally being artsy and dropping a beat or adding a bar being like mental masturbation. So I'm not sure if that was intentional <laughs> or not, or just kind of showing off, you know, because that's when he really starts to leap up and do those uh, vocal stretches. So I I'm thinking that was intentional. Uh, in the chorus, we have E to A, E to A, E to A, uh, except at the very end where it goes A to A minor to E, which I really love. That is probably my favorite part in the entire tune, that lovely transition with the minor passing chord, and you get that kind of passing tone to descending line. Really nice stuff. Uh, back to the verse, so E, A, B, E. Uh, then you have the chorus again. Then we have the bridge, where we're going C minor, B, E, A, E, A, E. Uh, so you got a six in there, five, one, four, one, four. But you, as you can see, it's pretty much one, four, five, or variations of it for the entire song. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but the the uh, structure is uh, you verse one, A section, chorus B, verse two, A, chorus B, bridge C, Verse 3A, chorus B. So it's A, B, A, B, C, A, B. Classic pop rock song format. And uh, if I was going to classify this song in a genre, I guess I would call it power pop, or it's like kind of that power pop rock. Now, obligatory uh, reference to another music group, as I always do, but I'm not, I promise, it's not going to be They Might Be Giants this time. Uh, <laughs> this actually reminds me of Tally Hall. I don't know if you guys know Tally Hall, but... Uh, they're kind of an interesting rock band. Uh, if you heard, if you ever saw the uh, Cannibal Shia LaBeouf <laughs> video yeah. a while back, that yeah. was Rob oh, yeah. from uh, from Tally Hall. So uh, yeah, that before he did that, he was in a, in a band called uh, Tally Hall. I highly recommend them. They're very good, and it's this kind of like power pop, kind of quirky. But it also reminded me of a little, just a little bit of Foo Fighters. And I'd actually love to hear Dave Grohl sing this with Foo Fighters now oh, that I have that it. image in my head. Oh, yeah. he could do it. Yeah. 
Oh, it reminds so me of that stuff off of the color and the shape when he was really yeah. like Monkey Wrench and uh, Hey Johnny Park and stuff like that. Yeah. So that would be really cool. Hey, um, Dave Girl, we know you listen. Come on the show. <laughs> Dave, please. Dude. Come on, Dave. This is the one I'm pulling for. This is what I'm putting yeah. my weight behind. Oh, man. We'll invite you guys on if he comes. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. You know what? Can do a combo with this, this all star show that we're building right here yeah. is going to be epic. Yeah, we got Urethra Franklin. <laughs> But yeah, um, it's great. It's a nice little kind of power pop rock song. Uh, it's simple, but it, it's really well executed. Some great vocal work from Steve. Uh, hilarious and, and interesting uh, lyrics with a play on words. I really loved it. I thought it was a really nice little tune. Hey, Aaron, what song would you recommend by Tally Hall if I was going to put one in there? Um, I get kind of a feel of uh, the ruler of everything. I believe is it's called. In the gallows or the ghetto, in the town or the meadow, in the billows, even over the sun, every end of a time is another begun. You understand mechanical hands or the ruler of everything, ruler of everything. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, um. That's pretty much all I have to say. It's a simple song. It was easy to analyze, so I'm thankful for that. <laughs> I didn't have to spend hours going, what are they doing with these weird jazzy seventh chords and stuff? Uh, no, it was very straightforward, very simple, uh, but very well done, like I said. I think, you know, when, when something is simple but very well done, there's a certain amount of satisfaction that goes. Kind of uh, takes us back to, we, I, what, what song was it where we were talking about that thing you do? Oh, it was, uh, it's all been done. It was all been done. Yeah, yeah. It, reminded, it reminded me of uh, that thing you do, and that, yeah, that's <laughs> my. This is this is just me throwing my Hollywood weight around. So yeah, I have a film. I have a film degree, and I lived out in LA for a few years. Nice. And um, my mentor Whoa. is yeah. Oh yeah, we've we got a history, but no. Um. And so my mentor <laughs> is this guy who's a first AD on TV and film set. So he, the first assistant director, is the guy who runs the crew. The director runs mm-hmm. the part. The AD does the crew, and um. My wife, one of her favorite movies is that thing you do. She grew up watching it. Well, so it's and, it, I, and I love that movie. And um, I was out to to breakfast with my mentor Corey, and we were just sitting talking. And this guy comes up and starts. He's like, "Hey, Corey, how's it going, man?" He goes, "Oh, hey, man." And they and they talk, and he introduced me. And I'm like, "I know you. I know you from somewhere." And I realized it was Tom Everett Scott. And, no way. And he was like, and, oh, "Yeah," wow. and he was like, "This is this is my my buddy JD." And, we, and he's like, "Oh, hey, nice to meet you." And so I'm, I'm just. My wife does not get starstruck. She's, you know, all, all of the, um, <laughs> like I worked at some YouTube channels and, and all that stuff doesn't really do anything for her. But when I texted her, I'm like, I'm sitting at the table with Tom Everett Scott right now. She freaked. So whenever I think of that thing, nice. you do, I just think of having a subtle <laughs> breakfast with Tom. And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, this is my friend, Tom Scott. And like, just drops the Everett, you know? So like, Tom that's, Scott. that's when you know you're friends with them is when it's just Tom Scott. Just Tom Scott. <laughs> anyway, I figured either that, that, that story was either going somewhere in that direction or you just bumped into chris collingsworth right. <laughs> which, which would have been equally as cool right. <laughs> tom scott we were we were talking about like the lyrics and the the the, the you know kind of the the twist of phrases and the puns mm-hmm. and everything like that too i always kind of bring that back to fountains of wayne too because i think fountains of wayne is one of my favorite bands of all time mm-hmm. they do a lot of that kind of thing too and and wrote that. the music for uh Thing you do so well i guess the uh the wonders crew got together like last year or earlier this year for yeah, uh yeah. for a little reunion and played that thing you do so that's pretty cool it was awesome 
No, very cool, know. yeah. And there was a couple, I forget who, a couple of them looked exactly the same. Like, didn't age a day. And then a couple of them were like, are you sure you're the same person from 27 years ago? But it was really cool to see them all together. That was fun. Holy crap, it's Keith Richards! Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have much to add about the music of the song. It, the, I can't give any breakdown of the music because in the liner notes, they didn't give us any information about who is playing what. I, I think they're basically just playing their normal, everyday instruments. Um, I'm guessing Tyler was on drums. Oh, I thought That's it was interesting. Him. Okay. <laughs> I, I would no, say it was one Tom's thing I like about... <laughs> it was Neil Peart. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but I I do think of this song. Um, you know, and Aaron's referenced it. It's it's really a banger. It's definitely a driving song. And I think, I think Jim, Tyler, and Ed are just treading on this song. I love um, the drumming the, on this. The, yeah, the, the Tyler Tyler's percussion on this is fantastic. Um, Jim's bass, especially at the end, you know that bass line. Um, and it's just so, it's just a fun song. It's so great that, you know, and it, it works for it, um, you know, for the lyrics and everything. But, um, you know, the boys are killing it on the instrumentation. Well, and so this is definitely during that, the loudness wars. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give an example of this. So I've got it pulled up on Audacity. Oh, I did. Hold on. I'm going to have to pull it back up. Audacity shut down on me earlier when we were having a problem. Just yank it up there. I don't even know where to go when you do this. Sorry. <laughs> do what? I don't know. Should yeah. Do He's do talking what? about audacity. What it, yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Um, but this is... I'm just talking about pulling it on audacity. <laughs> the absolute audacity. I'm of, with <laughs> the loudness wars. Because when you pull up the file, and I'm trying to pull that up right now... Um, Literally, there's almost no space. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show everyone now for you guys what it looks like on Audacity. Oh jeez! Oh, check that out. Song that literally <laughs> no space. Compression. Hello. Oh. <laughs> there is a space right there at the very beginning. Yeah. Around the... <laughs> it's peeking out a little bit, but there's a lot of peeking. Oh, it's going all weird on me, but. Uh, but yeah, like this song, right at the end, right there at the very end, we have a little bit of. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, it kind of minim, minimalizes a little bit at the end with the with the, the breaks. At the very beginning, there's a, there's almost none. Yeah, he's like, got his. It's like everyone is in, and like I tried to break it down by by switching uh, channels to see. Nope, they're all on the same channel. Um, everything's on every channel, and this is just like how how loud can we play this song? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what though? If and if there's one criticism, I am not in the camp of B and L were bad. Are bad post Steve? I firmly not in that camp. But one thing I I, I I've noticed a lot that is kind of a bummer is that the drumming all becomes at least in the recordings like drum kits and electronic kits and and not so much this kind of stuff where he's just going ham on the drum kit. Like that's the yeah. stuff when you don't hear that as much anymore. And and it's awesome when they do it. And so I wish that they would, you know, kind of bring that in a little bit more because this is when it sounds like Ty's having fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. When he's oh, just yeah. going, going loud. Yeah, I previously claimed that Ty was the best drummer of the century. Yeah. So this is one of the few tracks, if you like, where you can really, like, tell he's going for it. 
Roger Taylor. <laughs> I mean, just put Dave Grohl in there too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna put a whole bunch of drummers. Up. So, so Roger Taylor and Neil Peart, because I know you're listening. Um, if you could come on the show with with Urethra and. Your all-star episode is going to be a hell of a show. Oh, What's cool. weird is that's the same episode that Kevin Hearn's finally going to come on. So that's <laughs> which will be which will be great. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to that much. <laughs> so much right now, Jeff. What? Why? What did I say? Because I got to put this together. <laughs> um, the one thing I hate about this loudness, though, and and how it. it fills the whole space is i can't hear um jim in this song like in the live concert when there's when it's stripped down and there's a yeah. lot of instruments i can hear jim and jim at the end i hear him amazing. yeah but it's not till the end like he, he's right there. At, he's doing it that's true yeah right um which in the live show you can hear him and you're like holy cow he is playing his heart <laughs> off on this mm-hmm. song. pun intended um but he just <laughs> <laughs> like anyone ever wondered if a pun that from me was intended, but um, <laughs> amazing. And it, I, I, I feel bad that he gets lost in the background behind all this other great music. Mm-hmm. It's interesting in the live versions too, at least ones that I've heard, there's a lot more synth there. There's Kevin's messing around a lot more, or at least it's a lot more uh, upfront. Uh, you really hear a lot of those sort of sci-fi synths in the, in their live record, in the live versions that don't really seem present in the studio right. version at all. It's like they, it's they had an extra guitar that Kevin was playing in the studio, and then yeah. Lott decides not to do guitar. He, he takes it and does it, it with the keyboard synth instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it seems. Exactly, exactly. They just took one guitar away and added three keyboards. Which was okay, but I still like the original better. Jeff, what are you already said it earlier, but I you already know. Changed your <laughs> rating this song. Um, this is on a scale of zero to five urethras. I've got to put that. In. It was it. I got the assist from JD, and I'm running. <laughs> I'm glad I contributed something today. If there's, if we yeah, walk away with one hey, thing, thank you. I had to type that into our. You had to type the word urethra into the. <laughs> Make sure you put urethra, not urethra. <laughs> it's much better than what I could have typed in, though, that I was expecting. <laughs> you can lash out at me all you want about the editing stuff that you're going to have to do, but that was JD's fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad if we have any legacy. For <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, I have to come back for another show because that's my legacy. <laughs> <laughs> they brought the urethra to the foreskin. I mean, the forefront. Sorry. <laughs> So, Jeff, who's going first? Let's start with the guest, Nick. All right, so before, is this on a scale of zero to five? Oh, yeah. Or Yes, okay, so zero to five. It's on a scale of zero to five, but decimals are allowed. Like all music or in only BNL stuff? Because that changes. All music is what what we usually rate it as. Mm -hmm. We have to compare it. Okay, then then it'll be a little bit higher, because <laughs> then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it three and a half years. All right. It's not like it's a little better than average BNL for me. It's not okay. Not crazy out there, but very solid. Sweet. 
All right, who's up next, Jeff? JD. I'll give it a solid four-year throws. I, I think I am a huge fan. I think we just talked about this, Nick, I would, whichever one of our recent episodes that was released where, you know, I love indie music, but like I hate when indie music is like long and complicated for the sake of being long and complicated. I love that this is a straight, like you said, power pop rock you need a you know, song. It's a tight three minutes. It's got a hook. It's got a single <laughs> melody. Um, I love the instrumentation, the lyrics. So yeah, solid, solid forks, urethras. <laughs> that was fun to say, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> Aaron. All right, so let's add to the urethra pile here. Uh, so yeah, I'm somewhere between Nick and JD. Uh, probably closer to JD. I like it a lot. I'm not... Uh, the fours I reserve for like really, 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 really awesome. And this is a really good song, though. I think I'm gonna give it 3.9 urethras. It is. Oh. It's, it's really on the verge of being a four for me. I don't know. Uh, it's. It, it was probably a 3.5, 3.6, except a couple of things like uh, like Steven's vocal work and those those running lines and the the leaps and then the. Um, the adding the additional uh, bars on the second time through the verse changes. Just a little quirks there that make it stand out a little for me. And and I will revise, Dave Grohl, no, you're listening. I, I will revise it to a four if we get a Foo Fighters cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure to put on Dave Grohl. Well, it's important. He's got to come on the oh. show now. The gauntlet's been thrown. For a point one bump. <laughs> He's got to get all of the other Foo Fighters. Yeah. Can't wait, wait. Can he play it just by himself? Only him? I mean, he can do an acapella version, yeah. He can play with himself if he wants. Yeah, okay. Right. So, so Dave Grohl, why don't you do a cover of It's Only Me with It's Only You? Dave Grohl, we want you to come on the show and play with yourself. <laughs> play. Hold on, let me get that tweet together real quick. Remind me how you were today. <laughs> how to get banned from Twitter. <laughs> we'll make the headlines yet, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have fun editing this one. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, so, all right, I'll go. Um, this one was tough for me to rate because of the nostalgia factor. Because it was said already, and it's true for me. This was literally the song that made me a BNL fan. Um, I had heard. I've told the story before, so I'll rush through it. But I've heard. I had heard like one week and pinched me floating around uh, around that time, but. My girlfriend at the time had the NHL game and played it constantly, mm -hmm. and I heard this song, and I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And that's I just happened to pick up Maroon the next day at a local fair, a used copy of Maroon, and I was a BNL fan and have it ever since. So this was the, this was the song that brought me there. Um, do I think it's there? <clears throat> it brought me to Climax, Tracy. I'm going to say it. It's the song that made me Climax. Um, but uh, so it's... Um, do I think it's their best song? No, definitely not. I mean, they've, they've done a lot of better things. I love that it has the, the pun work, the, the lyrical um, innuendos, and some really smart stuff in there. There's some really smart writing. Musically, I think it's a powerhouse. I think, uh, you know, everyone's playing is top-notch and things sound good. Um, I love, like, those little builds on the, uh, the pre-chorus where the guitars just start, you know, amping up. So a lot of really great things here, um, but... I couldn't put it up there with certain other songs. I'm going to give this one a 4.1, Urethras. Every single time it's gotten me. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. It's, he especially... I mean, always, it's always going to be on my playlist. I'm going to always put it back on my playlist. 
Well, JD was gonna say something, I think. Oh. Oh no, it's it's a bit that's gone. Edit it out. It's fine. Move on. <laughs> okay. It, it slipped through your fingers. It's, uh, no, I had a firm grasp on it, grasp on it for a second there, and then I got interrupted. A good second. Hey, all right. And then it slipped through. <laughs> and then it slipped through. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess that leaves me the last one standing. That's that's unusual, but I I'll take it. Um, I I had a hard time with ranking this one um it's a rocker it really i can't say i don't love this like i absolutely love listening to this um i, I think it's actually a little unfair that it was on the greatest hits album and that was it because mm-hmm. it really did belong on another album and, and i could have seen them doing this i mean this came out just after maroon this could have gone on to everything to everyone and fit in perfectly and yeah I'm a little sad that I didn't. They're like, no, we're not giving you that. We're we're keeping it for ourselves. And it's it's a little sad. I I've been bouncing up and down with the ranking um, throughout this show, and I finally settled on a four point six. I think. Whoa, dig it! I, just, I really love it. I was I was like, well, is it up there with in, with intermittently? And I'm like. Actually, yeah, it's right up there. Like it's because it's such a rocker and it's funny and it's fun and I'll never turn this song off. Like it just won't. This song doesn't turn me off. So. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask, puns aside, I having not listened to every episode you guys have ever done, you know, please don't hurt us. What do you guys rank as your, as your highest (laughs) songs? Has anything ever reached a five fill in the blank? Yes. Intermittently was a five for me. Okay. Ryan Wilson, yeah, uh, alcohol. But if I had been here for call and answer, that would be a five. Nice. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Conventioners. I think okay. Conventioners was a five for me. Alcohol. Um, we haven't gotten off the hook yet, but that's a five for me. I'd be, I'm up there with you on that one too. Yeah. I lo- I love off the hook. You know, maybe it's the gregarious nature of our camaraderie here, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling like maybe I was a bit harsh. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it, but I'm going to hold score. Dave. I'm Dave. Are you listening? I'm going to hold you to that cover. Dave Grohl. Yeah. I feel like I may have been a bit harsh too. I'm surprised in the intro that I'm always the one. Gotta, gotta well, now Nick, now. It just seems like you're following us. You, well, it I'm just seems like you're, I'm just thinking, but I, no, I, just... I feel weird. But I'm the lowest ranking after I got the intro of, but it, I it stand does, by it my happen, 3.5. We do it every <laughs> once in a while. We have a song where like it gets a good round of scores and one person has it low. And I, I think that's just the beauty of like music. I mean, it's subjective. Yeah. We call that uh, drinking the hater. <laughs> yeah. so you're drinking that's the hater. Which, episode. if it's a 3.5 grade, <clears throat> that's a, not a bad hater to have. Right. <laughs> my lowest score so far. Point. I'd like to see what I like. I, I lost. Not, not, not including um, uh, House of Level or uh, the Tyler Christmas thing. What, what's the lowest one so far? Yeah. Well, you'll have to stick around for next week when we go over that. When next oh, week we come back oh. and we do all of the review for the year because this is this is our last show for the year. Oh, that's right. So you know, go and celebrate and and have some fun. You know, we're going to take a week off for Christmas and then we're going to come back for our year in review the week after. So no, no pun. Fun. I'm saving all the right. pun. I'm holding on to it. Get a grip. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a cool song. So, Stefan, what is this song about? 
Uh, well, it, uh, to me, it sounds like it was a relationship song. It's like they mm -hmm. ended up falling in love and he's like, it's only me. And at first it was, it was only him. It was only me making him happy and doing stuff as progression into a relationship. And it's like, he kind of can't, he can't believe that she's caring because it's only him. You so know? it's about someone making themselves happy. Yeah. Stephen, yeah. Stephen, can I take no. a moment, read, <laughs> yeah. read the lyrics, um, <laughs> and tell us what you think the song might be about. Okay, let me read the lyrics. Yes. Tracy, it's about making yourself happy. He's not far off. <laughs> well, he is right about the, the guy who's been around the block so many times. He knows the only parking spot that's free is me. <laughs> and that's true. So any any guy who's listening out there and somebody asks you, have you ever paid for sex? And you say, oh, no, I would never do that. You're a liar. Because no matter what you do, you pay for sex, period. In boyfriend, girlfriend, any relationship, you're paying for sex one way or another. So the only thing that's free is self-gratification. I think that's what he's referring to right here. That to me sounds like, you know, he's been with girls and it's like they're too expensive. I am the me in monogamy. All right, so basically he has nothing else to do for his wedding day, so that means he's done pretty much everything under the sun. I'm not any social. It's nothing that's reproachful. It's only it's just natural. It's only me. So he likes himself. I can't think of anything anybody else I'd rather spend some uh, some one on one time with. It's not that hard to see. It's only me. There we go. It goes back to masturbation. There you go. There you go. He's got and, it. And me, it's monogamy. Uh, <laughs> me, me and monogamy. So, so Stefan, let's stop you. Stefan, what is the song about? It's about a relationship, and he won't be able to satisfy. Go back a line. <laughs> I just said it. You just said it. I know. You just said it. it Monogamous masturbation. Yes, there it is. It is a song about self pleasure. This song is about masturbation, sir. It's about self pleasure. Oh, I yeah. Reading the lyrics. <laughs> Once once you know what it's about, it becomes very obvious. But beforehand, it, it took me a yes. long time to figure out what the song was about. But yeah. <laughs> so, Stefan, what do you think about this song that's about self-pleasure? <laughs> it's a great rock song. I like it. I like the guitar quite a bit, too. You know, they, uh, it seems to be like a looser strings or something like that. It's a little bit deeper. Um, I'm not going to be saying that's uh, kind of a Rage Against the Machine kind of guitar, um, which, I mean, can't compare with that. I, I love Rage Against the Machine, but I like it. It's, it's manly. It's a very manly song, um, hey, which hey, is hey. kind of fun. No now that you know what it's about, it's a manly song, and it's about mutual uh, or monogamous masturbation. And it's got the strength. It's got the gusto. I like it. I really like this song. And it also could be a womanly song. Yes. I mean, it, it could sure be about could. women who like to masturbate. Oh, some of the videos I've seen. They go right to town sometimes. <laughs> Zero okay. to five. How many well, urethras do you give this song? I like the song. It's a good rock song. And um, 
Uh, given the subject matter, he sung it really well. He was really trying to push those higher notes. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's, it wasn't an easy song to sing because he was, you could hear him kind of getting to the top level of what he can do. Um, so it sounded a little bit strained. Well, I mean, don't we always? But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But, uh, I, I, I thought it was good. Um, and, um, uh, I would definitely rank it high. I would say, what's the rating system until five, five, up to five. five. Uh, it's definitely a high ranking song. And, um, I would say, I would say, I would go with a 4.6. 4. 6. I think that's really good. Yeah. That was I a good song. The first time you and I have agreed on a song, Stefan. That could be. I, I thought I it was a good it rock is. song. So that actually brings this song to a four. Man, imagine wow. how high it would be if Nick hadn't rated it. <laughs> really bringing him down, Nick. Jeez, I dude. <laughs> I also, I don't know what it is about it. It feels like I struggle to give things higher ratings on a five scale than a ten scale. I don't know what it is, but a, a three and 3.5 feels much higher to me on a five scale than a seven out of 10. I don't know what it is. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, I get yep. that. We've talked about that too. Like a 3.5 is like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it's not a bad score. You're not mm-hmm. saying it's a bad, I mean, that's a good score. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. But I'm bringing the average down. Right, from Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's good, man. It's yeah. good. That's what it's all about. We're here to Not everyone's going to agree with all the rest of us that this is an amazing song. Some people have to say it's only okay. Some people have to say it's only me. <laughs> I call it Wizard of Magic. <laughs> yeah, Wizard of Magic Land is a great name for a song. It's true. Uh, that that might be part of what made me make the Tally Hall references. It sounds like a Tally Hall song, the Wizard of Magic Land. <laughs> it re- that really should have been the name of the song. It really deserved it. Yeah, oh, at least yeah, they yeah. kept yeah. it in the, the subtitle. My my favorite band of all time is the Mountain Goats, and not their album yeah. not their album this year, but um, in League of Dragons a few years ago. One of the songs is "Clemency for the Wizard King," and I was like, "If there's not a more bear, or more Mountain Goats title out there, yeah, I mean that's that's right up there." So, "Clemency for the Wizard King," "Wizard of Magic Land," I think they could they could get something going on. I know they have because I know that. Well, not like that, but I know the Mountain Goats were on uh, "Ships and Dip" one year, which it was one of those things you find out in retrospect. You're like, "Son of a gun!" Like, all put together in one place. Well, and you know that on one of Steven's solo albums, he actually covered a Mountain Goat song. Yeah, it's which one is it though? It's not one of the big three. It's um, it's is it Vanity Project? Yes. Uh no, it's um. Lion's the, Teeth was the song, I think. It was yes, and it was off the album "A Singer Must Die," which he did with the Art of Time Ensemble. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've I have heard it, and it's. I mean, I, I can't say I listened to it religiously, but it's. His voice can cover can can tackle anything. Steve's voice can can go anywhere, which is just again <laughs> annoying, but still really powerful to listen to. And he can still do it. Like yeah. he just he just did that whole album again on mm-hmm. one of his recent uh, Patreon streams. From oh, not Patreon, live. no, just live. Yeah, uh, and did an amazing job with that whole album. 
You know what? I have to check. I have to check them out. I'm not familiar with the mountain goats, and I just pulled them up on Wikipedia. And holy crap, they are they yeah. <laughs> Not to. I mean, we can make it a mountain goat. We, we, Nick and I were talking about you know when we finish BNL where we want to go next, what bands we want to cover. And Mountain Goats would always be my favorite, but there's so many them. albums. Yeah. And through up until 2000, they're all boombox albums. They're the lead singer with a boombox and his acoustic guitar. Right. And but yeah, now, it looks like it's pretty much like an album a year here. Um, or, yeah. Know. Oh, that's the best part about being a Mountain Goats fan. Is yeah. you get, I mean, we have right. two albums this year. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's like guided by voices, man. Dive into that yeah. sometime. So wait, you're complaining because there's too many albums to cover? No, no, I, I'm not the biggest Mountain Goats fan. So as the the next project where I'm coming into it as less of a fan, and they have a million albums, that's what I was getting at. So well, what also, would be? Go ahead, JD. I'm sorry. Well, I think it's just the first again. All this, all the Boombox albums. The the biggest complaint you can give as as coming into it is they all sound the same. Like I could sit there and you know die on the hill. Like they're all different. They all have unique blah blah blah. But you're like it's D A G or it's G A D, and it's the guy with the boombox. So once we got to like 2000, it'd be great. And we could even you know we could start there. But the other thing is, I again Mountain Goats fan till the day I die. They're one of the best communities out there. But boy, do they fight like crazy. <laughs> so if we did a Mountain Goats podcast, the fan base would be receptive and then destroy us. So I was just trying to avoid that whole um. That whole issue. It's 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 tough to avoid that though because there's always yeah. fans that'll no matter what you oh, say, no yeah. matter what you do, it's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, who would who would be your pick if you uh, for the next band um, to cover? Out of anything, I'd probably go Fleet Foxes. I'm not sure that's where we'll go. Okay. Because JD yeah. is not on board for that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I said I am the epitome of like well but you know I'm of a I'm a sad dad rock guy now before that I was like the epitome of like a hipster indie music you know fanatic and for whatever reason Fleet Foxes never hit it with me I've always found them they're like the, they're exactly what I should love and I just can't I can't I listened to the new album it was fine um, but it just doesn't work for me so we're trying to find this middle ground of like a band that I love that Nick does not know well. And then the flip of that, but not does not actively dislikes. And then the flip of that of like a band that Nick knows really well that I don't, and try to you know bring each other into it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very actually, cool though. Yeah, I mean, I why would anyone ever do that to someone though? Make them listen to, to music they really haven't listened to much before. <laughs> it's a bit of a mean <laughs> thing to do, but you know. Jeez, now I want to put together like a Get Set Go podcast. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Would be on that. <laughs> well, if I could, get, if I could get Mike to get on a few episodes, that'd be nice. <laughs> he probably would. He's a nice guy. Gonna start my Josh Schroeder podcast. No, exactly. Trying- Nobody's heard of Josh Schroeder, so <laughs> love him though. Great. Check him out. <laughs> I'm currently looking you guys up on iTunes see if you guys have been have been rated by Jorker yet. Jorker has gone off on every on every <laughs> bar- Jorker Dominican Ladies podcast so far. Um, he's hit I'm us. Familiar. He hit um, yeah. he, he really gave it to it's all been done. He uh-huh. has not hit you guys yet though. So Jorther. Is this a, Jorker, an iTunes review? Jorker. Yeah. I encourage everyone to go out and listen to you guys on 
your podcast. I have listened to every single one. And I love how, one, you guys, it can, you can really tell that you guys love the music. Um, and I love the, like, let's do the whole album all at once. Because, yeah, if you don't love a song, you guys stick to the really positive stuff. And you stay positive. You're very much like Kevin Smith. Like, we're not going to dig a hole for a band mm-hmm. and them sound horrible. We're just going to highlight all the stuff that we really like and why. Well, and, I, you know, I'd say the, the business part of that is because we'd love to have any of them on the podcast one day. And, again, you know, we're not really saying that. We're not <laughs> planning on that happening. Um, but God willing, if it were to, I wouldn't. I don't want to have to backtrack too much. <laughs> I don't want to have to be like, so, okay, I know that I said this. However... Yeah, that's why um, no, I, said I, I think Ty's you know the best it's of the century. So when he potentially comes on, I can be like, "Well, <laughs> we've said this. This is where we're starting from." Yeah, but I think you know one of one of the things about the, this band is that they're just you know they're just so joy, joyous. Whether it's you know even in like the sadder moments that there is um, obviously there's relatability. There's a lot there that you can find yourself in. But like the highs are just so high and so like I know like I said just joyful that it's hard to not be optimistic about them and positive about them because mm-hmm. it's just fun. And I think, you know, my wife, Jeanette, always says they're silly, which and we always say that. I don't know if you've, <laughs> you've heard us talk before. You might have heard us use the word silly. Um, but, like, there's something about that. There's something about five dudes in their 30s, 40s, and 50s making music that they yeah. enjoy and mm-hmm. and having fun with it. And so I, I, it's hard to not be positive, I, I think, when they're, when they're talking. So, Well, and that's how they started out. They started off by touring with – with Corky and the Juice Pigs. I mean, <laughs> it's hard yeah. not to You're making that right, up. Right, right. <laughs> like PNL, though, is that they are very quirky and they're funny and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they have a lot of humor and it can get very dark at times, but when they want to get serious and when they want to talk about yeah. serious subjects, they, they nail it. You know, we're in oh, drugs for sure. or, or the flag. Yeah. The flag. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they do cover cover love Yeah, that's a five-star song. Yeah, he's a I mean, it's, I does. do think for me, because of being such a big BNL fan, I mean, mm-hmm. that was one of the highlights of being able to do this, and I'm glad I got this. I got this, you know, the chance is was mm-hmm. interviewing Andy Cregan it was huge, mm-hmm. and um, and I, you know, I at some point we had to release the video of that because <laughs> when when we mentioned, I think I think Aaron mentioned like a song or a chord or something, and when when uh, Andy turned around to go over to the piano, <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> 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 We we, the only run we've I think Nick you and I collectively have two run ins Uh with the band. The one of them I don't know if I ever shared this in the in the pod. The when I went to LA for um my we went on an industry trip when we were still in college like visit you know some sets and stuff like that. We were driving in the in the van from the airport and as I'm looking on the side of the road I see a camera and then as we go past there's a, a gentleman in a bow tie and glasses walking toward the camera talking and i'm like i think that was stephen page i was like there's no like why why would he be on the side it was one illegal eater when they were shooting that and so i tweeted him i said i just see you on the side of the road in la and he goes uh yeah that was me and i was like well shit there's that and then the other one we just shared actually it'll be in the in the grinning streak episode with my brother um my brother's in a band called yeah which will come up just, just before, before it'll be out by the time yeah um we yeah. we Nick, myself, my brother, and my sister went to CBNL at Pine Knob in uh, in the Detroit area. And my brother was like 13 or 14 at the time, and he really wanted us to go to the bathroom with him. And we're like, "You're you're old. You can do that yourself. Like, <laughs> it's fine." So he kind of angrily it's went. It's all off. you, dude. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's only you, man. You get so you're, you're of age now. You got and he, so he comes back, and the way I remember it is he sort of smugly sits down, takes out his phone, and goes like this, and it's a picture of him and Kevin that he just took not five minutes before, and he in ran into him in the bathroom, and then afterwards, and then Kev did like yeah. a set, a little like a little played like a song outside in like one of the one of the corners of the like I don't know. The gathering areas. But so I've heard he's really nice. <laughs> I'm so pissed at that. Yeah. But one day we'll, we hope to, to meet, you know, to meet them or just to talk to them and, and, and oh, yeah, have a chat. Yeah, right. right. Mm-hmm. But that, it sounds like, I know we've listened to your episode of Steve and he was just like the coolest guy, which is just, Damn. you know, it's, yeah. I, there, it's one of those, it's one of those celebrity things where I've, like I said, I worked at one a YouTube channel out in LA and I met a lot of famous uh, YouTubers, which means nothing to 99% of the population. There was a couple of them that I met that were. Um, I love I love this already. I love this story. No, I mean, I mean, no, I'm a huge YouTube fan. So. so I worked. Are you actually already being? Is it a bit? No, I'm serious. I okay, love okay. I love YouTube. I'm, I have a YouTube channel, so I mean, so I love do YouTube. You, do you ever remember Crazy. SourceFed? Yes. Was, yeah. yeah I, so I worked at SourceFed. I did all their social media nice, for yeah. a few years, and so I met Rhett and Link. I met John Green and Hank Green. Oh, and John nice. and Hank are like my idols growing up. And it was cool to A, meet them in not a fan capacity, right? Like it was a work title. And B, they were just as amazing as they are on camera (laughs) and on social media. And that is just the most, like just a nice sigh of relief. Because there are other people that I've met and worked with that are a flip of that. What is John doing now? Because he's not really on Mental Floss anymore. He is doing, so he he does his podcast with his brother called Dear Hank and John. That comes out every Monday. And then he also did a podcast for a while called The Anthropocene Reviewed, which was okay. him, he calls it like rating aspects of the human existence on a five-star scale. It's something kind of snooty, um, but it's really power. I mean, again, it's it has been the biggest, the most soothing thing for me to listen to. Um, it's right. reviewing aspects of life like like Kentucky Bluegrass or like Liverpool Football Club, which mm-hmm. makes me want to get, all these things. And so he's compiled those, and there's a book of – it's kind of like a book of essays coming out in May. So okay. he's still writing. I think he is kind of passively working on another fiction book. Um, but he's still I love, his, I love his books, actually. I, Me too. He's amazing. Me yeah. too. Yeah, him – and, and, yeah, and I will say, too, I don't know if you've read Hank's books. Hank, his brother – I have not read Hank's novels. books, just John's, but yeah. It's amazing. You'd think that – you'd think that there'd be a, a, a quality dip, but not at all. Yeah, he announced it, and you're like, no way he can do this, too. But <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, check them out. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. And check these guys out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a, an amazing podcast. It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's just like this, where these guys are just having these great conversations. Um, really, when I'm driving, it's like it's almost like I'm in the conversation listening to them, but I'm just doing what I normally do at a party, which is sit back and listen to everybody. <laughs> so I do feel like, like I'm in a, at a party at this point. Um, so it's really, it's really great. Uh, by the time that this comes out, you guys will have already covered silver ball. I'm sorry. No, uh, we're actually, we're at the way we're doing it is we've got, um, so, okay. For us, what's today? This will drop right after grinning streak and before, Bare naked for yeah, we're doing bare naked for the holidays in December and picking back up in January with um with Silver Ball. Okay, so uh, so don't apologize yet. What a way to start the new year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow it up with so. 
It'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. <laughs> I just gave a pretty good score to Invisible Fence. I do, I do like... Yeah, fake, yeah. Get, Silver Ball, uh, the, people, people are... What, uh, did you, what did you give Invisible Fence? Uh, yeah, I think we all gave it a pretty decent one, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Oh, hold on, I can pull it up. Uh, da, 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 da. Invisible Fence. Yeah, I think it had it was... an average of three, so it was three point five, three point seven five. Jeff, you gave it a two point eight. <laughs> oh, it was a little low down. Okay, all right. <laughs> but so drag that down. It sounds like you, Tracy, liked fake nudes better than grinning streak. I like I like grinning streak. Well, I, I'm a big fan of uh, bank <laughs> jobs. Bank jobs, great song. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What does I, Stefan give Invisible? And I like I I really like grinning streak. A little bit more, uh, but I feel like Fake Nudes is their more serious album, and and yeah. we're coming back and recovering from being being our goth fans. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I mean I know that this is this is not a um, Fake Nudes episode. I feel like the highs on Fake Nudes are amazing, and I feel like the lows for me just really sink down. And I feel like Grinning Streak is more, you know, there's not as many huge, amazing ones, but there's not any that I'd go cut that. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to them, you've heard me go on about how much I dislike long albums. I feel like they should be, I was like 12, 13, call it. And I feel like with a couple of B&L albums, if they were to do it's that, it would be, it'd be a better album. But again, I also <laughs> always say, I don't know. I'm not better than them. I'm not saying I know better than them. But... <laughs> Which I have to say, I would, Laughing hilariously every time that you brought up that that limit that you had for albums, <laughs> that the children's album was coming. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, so, I get it. <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for joining us. I'm yeah. Make- no, thank you guys. Nick, yeah, thank you very much. So much. This is everything I'd hoped it would be. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> it genuinely was. I wanted to talk with more oh, yeah. BNL fans, so this is what yeah. we got to do. It's nice. Yeah. I've always wanted to come on a podcast and just talk about <clears throat> masturbating. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very. And I've had to tell. I've had to tell him. Can you stop texting me that? You know, like my wife's going into delivery. And, and not the time. I, I get time it. and place. Right. How how cool is it going to be to cross that off your bucket list tonight? <laughs> yeah, so nice. This is the last yeah. thing. It's the only thing. It's a list this big, and it just says podcast all masturbating. And he's just gonna fold it up, put it in his pocket, and go to bed. Achievement unlocked. Uh, have you guys back again? There are plenty of songs that are non masturbated. Yes. Masturbation need. I will say, greedily, we were. I mean, I think Nick and I had both agreed. We were like, we definitely want to do more let's make sure that this goes well. Like, let's not make sure that we don't make fools of ourselves. They don't hate us. But we were like, what are we going to do next? Like, we were totally looking like, what's the next one we want to do? Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 